0: Well, we've been talking about the gifts of the Spirit, and we've been hearing testimonies today about the way that the power of the Holy Spirit works in people's lives. We have a God who heals. We have a God who does miracles. I am so tired sometimes hearing in certain Christian circles, well, God doesn't do that anymore. Really? I, I see the Lord doing so many amazing things. I can think of I, this week as I was getting ready to share this, I thought, literally hundreds, if not thousands of people that we have seen healed and set free. And like you heard with Jenny, like you heard with uh, Maja, uh God reveals things to people. He does a healing of the heart as well as healings of bodies, renewing of mind. If we open our hearts to him in faith, God does amazing things. So we're going to talk about gifts of power today. We're going to talk about the gift of faith, gift of healing, and the gift of miracles. We'll probably start today and we'll finish next week. But I want to pray, and one of the things I want to pray is, growing up, I grew up in a church that was they had a lot of good things, but there was a mixture and a lot of religious stuff that was mixed in. How many of you kind of got religious infections? I'm a recovering religious person. I'll tell you right now, I don't want to be religious in the sense that I'm, I'm doing some kind of outward manifestation. Let me explain what I mean by that in the gifts of the Spirit. We we sometimes feel like we need to make things happen. Or we've been taught that if you put all the right change into the candy machine, the candy machine has to dispense what you uh, the knob that you pull. So we say, well, God, I fasted for 48 hours, so you need to do this. Or Lord, I prayed this prayer. I made this pro... Forget about all of those things. We walk with a God. We, we live with a God who does supernatural things. We are in a partnership with him, and he's the senior partner. I can't tell you how many times early in my ministry I got up, and I was all bound up in knots because I felt like I needed to make something happen. Now I know all I need to do is be obedient to God and I leave the results to him. I love what Nicky Gumbel says in the Alpha Course when he says, if we don't pray tonight, I can guarantee you 100% of people will not be healed. <laughs> but if we do pray for people, we're going to leave the results to God. I know some people are going to be healed. If we, and remember, and that was the night that your foot was healed, Janice. Love that. An amazing miracle. Watch a foot get reshaped as uh, an amazing thing. But can we just, I felt impressed to do this as we start today, ask the Lord to forgive us for the religious things that we've imposed upon him. You know, Lord, if I just pray this prayer, you have to do it. He's so big. (laughs) We don't boss God around, and you don't wear him out either. He's got more strength than you. So, Father, we just come in the name of Jesus today. I want to thank you for the stories That we heard today from Mijah and Jenny, Lord, and the work that you're doing in their lives. And there are so many others that you're doing supernatural things. Lord, forgive us for the times that we've treated you like the eternal candy machine in the sky and we've tried our formulas or we've done this wrong expectations. Lord, you are the living and powerful God. And walking with you is a relationship, it's not some kind of religious activity. We want to learn to hear your voice. We want to learn to respond to you moment by moment in, in every day in which we live. We want to walk in the freedom and joy of your Holy Spirit working in us and through us, Lord. So God, open our hearts and minds. If we've been taught wrong about things, if we've had attitudes or even our theologies a little off, I pray that your revelation would just realign our hearts with yours today. Make us, make us aware and, and just make our hearts and our minds open to all that you have. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so today we're going to talk about gifts of healings, gifts of miracles, and the gift of faith. Three gifts of power that are there. And I know I've grouped them differently than they are in uh, 1 Corinthians 12. The reason I did that is because uh, these gifts tend to be very similar. And I'll be honest with you, it's hard to tell them apart. Somebody might say, well, I felt like the gift of faith was working, but a miracle happened, and somebody was healed. That's the point. It doesn't matter what the gift is as long as God is doing what he's wanting to do. But let me tell you about the gift of faith. We're going to start there. Faith is a supernatural measure of faith directed towards some specific uh, special purpose, often given in times of crisis or opportunity, and it's characterized by overwhelming assurance and the inability to doubt has anybody ever had that gift where there's just an inability to doubt? You just know that you know that you know that God has done something. It's not because you worked up your emotions. It's not because you prayed a certain formula. It's because you just know that God has done something. When we, uh, Janice and I were in Spain for a brief time and we moved our uh, stuff in, we had a container of stuff that came and Uh, We worked with uh, guys from Teen Challenge. uh, My office was in a um, residential ministry center with these guys that were overcoming drug addictions, and most of them were IV drug users. A lot of them had AIDS, Uh, and uh, for many of them, the doctor had pronounced a sentence saying, we don't know when it's gonna happen. You need to take care of yourself. You don't know when this can happen, but your body can just fail. But these guys carried our refrigerator in. They carried all our furniture and uh, We learned to love them. And I'll never forget one night we had an extended prayer time, a breakthrough night like we're going to do, by the way, next Friday. This Friday, Friday night, three hours. Uh, we're going to get actually two and a half hours. We're going to have a time of worship and prayer. And I want I want to tell you, here's a commercial message in the middle of my story. Do you have friends that are sick that need to be healed? Bring them on Friday night. We're going to worship the Lord and we're going to pray for the sick. We're going to pray for the team going to Russia. But we're going to do ministry together. Even if you can only make it for an hour, just come on. So anyway, we were having this extended prayer time at the church, one of the churches we were working at in Spain. And I saw one of the guys that had helped us move in, uh, one of the guys, these uh, former drug addicts that were in recovery. And I went up and I was standing there. And we just began to worship the Lord together. And all of a sudden it dropped into my head. He's healed of AIDS. And I spoke that over this guy, over this young man. He fell over in the power of the Spirit. The next time he went to the doctor, there was no more AIDS virus in his body. But I've got to tell you, if I had worked that up or I had said it out of my own effort saying, you know, well, healed, I proclaim it in Jesus' name. But it didn't come from me. There was something that was revealed when you get a living word from the Lord, when God gives you a word and it pops into your heart and you speak it out by faith, that's the gift of faith. I knew it. I knew, he, You couldn't have talked me out of it. Many years ago, when I first became a Christian, my mother was dying of a, a disease called myasthenia gravis. She had been uh, diagnosed by several doctors and she had all these different symptoms. Uh, she would just shut down and couldn't function for eight hours of the day or more, and she would just lay on the couch. And I remember I got snowed in, and uh, we, we couldn't go anywhere. And uh, I went upstairs, and I was reading scripture. It says, we ask anything according to his will. And as I was sitting there, I said, Lord, I wish you would heal my mom. And all of a sudden, it just dropped into my heart. Your mother's healed. Go down and tell her that she's healed. So I went downstairs, and I looked at my mom, and I said, Mom, God just healed you. And she started laughing. Isn't that funny? She said, I'm so glad that you're not messed up like you used to be. You know, it's kind of like, she's so cute, you know. He said, yeah, that, you know, these young Christian people, whatever. So God, God healed you, Mom. And I couldn't doubt. I knew it. It took about three months before my mom said, you know what? I'm not taking naps in the afternoon anymore. I'm not laying down. She just kept working throughout the day. She went back up for her quarterly uh, uh, appointment at the Cleveland Clinic. And uh, they, you know, they had all these baseline studies on her, and they had you know, seen her going downhill. Well, the doctors kept doing these muscle response tests, which are uncomfortable. They kind of stick these needles, whatever. She said, why are you doing this test over and over again? They said, we can't figure it out. You, uh, we must have misdiagnosed you. You don't have this disease anymore. It's gone. Now I've got to tell you, okay, if I had done that, if I had made that up on my own, it wouldn't have worked. But God dropped that in. That's the gift of faith. When the Lord gives you that inability to doubt. Let me share one more uh, story with you. We had a wonderful lady in our church uh, for years, Shirley Holland. How many of you remember Shirley? Some of you remember her. Just a a wonderful lady, she was the uh, dispatcher over the safety center in Hudson and so loved by the people there that uh, they named uh, one of their rescue vehicles the SS Shirley and uh, they had a a whole ceremony to honor her. She and her husband Ron, uh, they retired years ago and Shirley uh, ended up uh, going to heaven not too many years ago. They, over a period of three years, stopped in front of every house in Hudson, either walked or drove, and prayed for every family in this town. I think it was over 3,500 homes, and they prayed over every home. Shirley had a real heart, and uh, one day Shirley contacted me, and she said, I need to talk to you. She said, I'm in trouble. The doctor told me I have leukemia. And um, I just thought, this doesn't feel right. It just—it doesn't feel right, and uh, you know sometimes there are times when God takes people home, and He's spoken that to my heart. It's okay, let them go; it's their time to go. But I didn't feel right about this. Janice and I took a day off. I remember we were driving somewhere in my truck, and we were shouting. I mean, we just had this one of the shouting prayer times. Lord, you can't let this happen. You can't let this happen to Shirley. And we just cry out. We just ask you to do something. And somewhere in that hour of prayer that as we were driving along, the Lord said on Sunday morning, I want you to go up to her and I want you to have her stand up and I want you to speak to her bone marrow and say live. And I thought, she's going to really think that's weird. Sunday morning came and Shirley came up for prayer and I said, Shirley, the Lord told me to do something. This is going to sound really strange. And I said, can I Do She said, hey, whatever you want to do, you do whatever the Lord told you to do. She had this charming southern accent. You do whatever the Lord told you all to do. (laughs) So I spoke in the name of Jesus, and she said, I felt something. She went to the doctor, and he said, this is amazing. You're like in an amazing remission, but it's going to come back. A spirit of fear came on her. She called me up again and I said, Shirley, who determines your destiny? The doctor, Satan, you, or is it the Lord? Jenny, what you said about, who determines your destiny? She said, the Lord determines my destiny. We prayed and then I said, you need to look for a doctor. She found a Jewish doctor that says, you can tell your community to keep praying for you. I believe that God heals. He doesn't even have to be a Christian or whatever. I said, said, you stay with that doctor. Don't go back to the doctor that told you, you know. Yeah, statistics say you're going to die. I don't think the doctor meant ill, by the way. I just think he was trying to keep her from, but God has a way of changing plans, doesn't he? Shirley did not die of leukemia, thankfully. She wore out of other things, and God takes us home sometimes, and I'll talk about that in a moment, because there is a sickness unto death. There are times when God says it's time to go home. Shirley called me about three years after that, and I don't think she'd mind me sharing this story, because she's up in heaven looking down. She's fine with this, I'm sure. He's got this, he's been diagnosed with this uh, disease, and he needs a real breakthrough. She said, I want you to speak a word over him, And I said, okay, Shirley, I'll pray, and I'll see what the Lord gives me. And I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed for her son. And the Lord didn't give me a word. She said, I want you to speak over him. She almost got mad at me. She said, I want you to speak that word over him just like you did over me because I want him to be healed. And I said, Shirley, right now the Lord's not giving that to me. This is how the gift of faith works. The gift of faith is not us working up our emotions to believe something. It's not trying to convince God to do what we want him to do. The gift of faith is when we spend time with the Lord and he drops that wisdom in us. Now, by the way, God did a slow, progressive work in her son. But for some reason, and I don't know why, I'm not God. He's God. He didn't heal her son like he healed Shirley. And that's hard for us sometimes because we want God to work the same way all the time. God reveals to us that's just supernatural. Scripture says every man is dealt a measure of faith and that our faith can grow. Remember the man that came to Jesus? He said, Lord, Jesus kind of chided him because of his unbelief. And he said, Lord, help my unbelief. I mean, we don't have to be fake with the Lord and try to convince him and try to, I've seen people try to stand and say, I'm healed. And they're not. When God heals you, you're healed. Okay? Okay. And you break through, and that's the way it is. The gift of faith is a special measure of faith above the faith that we usually have. It can literally mean an inability to doubt. How many of you have had that experience? It could be finances. It could be God's provision. It could be God coming through in some area of your life. And honestly, like I said, it's hard to distinguish between these uh, gifts. They often work together. Acts 19, verses 11 through 12, it says, and God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul so that from his body were brought into the sick handkerchiefs or aprons and diseases departed from them. And and I've got, to, I've got to tell you something. Sometimes God uses us in faith, and we confuse our emotions with the Spirit. This is one of the biggest problems for believers, followers of Jesus, is we, can, we think that our feelings, because they're so strong, because they're so powerful to us, we think it's the Spirit speaking to us. Can I tell you some of the greatest miracles that I've seen in my life have been times when I didn't feel anything? I even had one time and I said, Lord, I'm not feeling anything. The Lord says, I don't want you to feel anything right now. I want you to operate in the spirit and stop operating in the flesh. Whoa, what's that all about? The Lord said, you get distracted by your emotions. Now listen to me and I'm going to show you what to do. And as you go pray for these people, I'm going to give you things for them. But there are times when we will obey the Lord and you won't feel anything and the Lord will just release something supernaturally. Do you hear what I'm saying here? So I want to be careful here. It's not about emotions. But that gift of faith is often a a step above an inability to doubt. Listen to this in Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 16, because I think this is the essence of of stepping out in this uh, gift of faith. Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily, called the Beautiful Gate, to ask alms of those entering the temple seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple he asked to receive alms and Peter directed his gaze at him as did John and said look at us and he fixed his attention on them expecting to receive something from them but Peter says I have no silver and gold you can imagine at that point the guy's heart kind of goes down (laughs) I have no silver or gold but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk now look at the next verse here because this is this is how faith operates. He took him by the right hand and raised him up and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. When did the guy get healed? When he stood up. This is a challenge to me. How do you know you've heard from the Lord? And we need to be mature and we need to understand that as we operate in the gifts of the Spirit, it's not us that's doing it, it's the Lord. And we need to discern between our emotions and between what is really of the Lord and between our desires and his desire. Does that make sense? I have seen over the years, I'll be very frank with you, I've seen people over the years try to get God to bless sanctified greed. Chris is laughing. I love it, because you and I know we've been walking so long together, you know exactly what I'm talking about. People that, that proclaim things in the Lord, and they think it's the Lord talking to them, and it's not. It's their desires, and they're trying to get God to bless them and come through on their desires. Folks, when we do that, we bring discredit on the name of the Lord. So faith is proclaiming what the Lord gives us, what he reveals to us. What are some of the applications for the gift of faith to bring God's deliverance, to overcome insurmountable odds on behalf of God's kingdom? Faith works closely in conjunction with healing and miracles. It's also a supernatural provision to accomplish God's purposes. When Janice and I uh, started the church here, the Lord called us both of us to leave good jobs, to walk away from our house. To, we, we actually talk about faith. The Lord told us to buy a house before we had sold our other house five states away in Missouri. And I said, Janice, I don't usually do this, but I think we're supposed to take a step of faith and buy a house in Hudson. Remember that? And she said, I think you're right, which was a sign to me that I was hearing from the Lord, by the way. That's a note for husbands and wives, how we operate, okay? Okay. And we walked away from these good jobs. We walked away from security. We walked away from everything, only to end up getting, was it $30,000, $40,000 in the mail, $20,000, 2 different times, two checks for $20,000 in the mail that were totally unexpected within 10 days. The first check, we were just rejoicing in the Lord. We thought it was kind of fun. The second check, I think we fell to our knees. It really shook us up. And we said, Lord, what are you doing? And the Lord says, I'm giving you a, enough money to move to Hudson, Ohio and start a church. Because we had no church backing us up. We didn't have a group of people. We didn't have all, the, you know, a lot of churches start with a core group of, you know, 100 people or whatever. We started with a bunch of boxes and my family. And we took that step by faith. But that's the gift of faith the lord said i want you to take that step and step out and do that before i bring the deliverance how do you know it's the lord speaking and how do you know it's your flesh i guess the real test is to take the step okay but you better be sure that it's not your own heart often the gift of faith is appropriated through the spoken word the person being used in this way speaks confidently of God's provision before it actually happens. Like Elijah saying in the Old Testament, he says it's not going to rain. The Lord is saying it's the beginning of a drought. And it didn't rain for three and a half years on his word until he prayed and the Lord restored the rain to the land. There's an inability to doubt with faith because the person has received revelation, speaking faith based in God's revealed word. So when is it faith? When is it presumption? The real answer is has God spoken to you or not? Is the Lord speaking, or is it your own heart? And that's that's comes from walking in maturity with the Lord. How do you know? A good way to know is whether or not it's fulfilling something that's really going to honor and glorify God. Does that make sense? You're real quiet this morning. Makes sense. So we need to learn to distinguish between the revelation of God and our own emotional desires, and that's a key point of maturity. Let's talk about, let me just start on healing, and then we'll stop here and we'll finish this next week. Gift of healing, provided for the healing of different kinds of sickness or diseases apart from healing by natural means. This gift is imparted through the laying on of hands or the proclamation of a word from God, or the Lord can just intervene in a person's life and heal them. There doesn't have to be a laying on of hands. But often we see in scripture that people had hands laid on them and they were healed. Matthew 8, verse 14 through 17. Uh, I love this story more than ever because one of the places that we saw in Israel was Peter's mother-in-law house. It actually has been excavated, and they built a church on top of it. So the church is built up on stilts, and you look down, and it's all excavated where Peter, Peter's mother-in-law's house was. It's not far from the synagogue in Capernaum. And I thought, this is so cool to look at this. And the rooms weren't very big in that house, okay? I mean, it's amazing as you, as you look in that whatever. But it says, when Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she got up and began to wait on him. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and carried our diseases. What is the gift of healing all about? It's to reveal God's love by relieving human suffering through the grace and power of God. It's to authenticate God's word and witness to the world. Why is that? Because ultimately, when God reestablishes his kingdom in the earth, when Jesus returns to the earth, there isn't going to be any more sickness. Revelation 21, go home and read that sometime this week. I love it, but he talks about, he said, there'll be no more sickness, no more grieving, no more crying, none of the things that we deal with in this world. So what the Lord does in his ministry here on earth is he suspends the natural laws and he allows his kingdom that is coming to be revealed in these short revelations and manifestations to show everybody in the world, this is what the kingdom is gonna be about. When we are healed in this life, it's a small flavor of what is coming in the world to come. Bodies that don't wear out. People that don't get sick. People that don't have attitudes toward one another. Sinful attitudes. Can you imagine living in a world where you're totally safe? People talk about safe space. There's one safe space. It's in Jesus. I I understand why people don't feel safe but they're going the wrong place to try to find safety. So it's to reveal God's ultimate intention to restore all things. Getting confirmation of healing. Listen to this, Mark 144, Jesus tells a person that he healed, he said, see that you don't tell this to anyone, but go show yourself to the priests and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. If you've been authentically healed, you don't have to, Do what your doctor, throw your doctor out. What you need to do is go to your doctor and get it certified. If you've really been healed, he or she will tell you that you've been healed. Let me give you a story. This is uh, many years ago. It has to be campus ministry because this is one of those stories you go, I can't believe this happened. So this was, I wasn't there. Steve, I think you were there. This is the guy that threw his glasses in the fire. He's laughing now, you remember. Sometimes when the pastor isn't on the retreat, things happen. <laughs> Although I had great lieutenants there. Steve was one of them. They had a healing service during this canoe retreat, and they were worshiping the Lord out around the campfire. And, you know, all these kids were out there. They're praising God. And one of the guys, they prayed for him, and he felt like his, his eyes were healed. So he took his glasses, and he threw them in the fire. Later, his parents were delighted with that. Um, He had to drive home five hours from western Pennsylvania to, I think it was the Cincinnati area, he could not see. He was excited. He believed that God was going to heal him, but he stepped out in presumption, and he wasn't healed. If you are healed, you will put your glasses on and you won't be able to see. You know what I'm saying to you? I was in a service once. This is a pastor that first mentored me, and as he was preaching, he stopped, and he said, there's someone here. Your blood pressure is 220 over 110, and it's going down right now, and he was calling out the numbers, and this person just started crying, and they went to the doctor later, and they confirmed it. Their blood pressure had come down like 80 points. See, when God does something supernatural, you don't have to somehow try to make it happen or whatever. So I tell people if you've really been healed, the doctor's going to show you that. I've had literally and and I'll share this one last story and uh then we're going to we're going to pray. He is such a blessing and an asset to this area. When Janice and I met him, he was dying. And he shared this story with our church if you weren't here, he's given permission the medicine that he was on was 3500 to $4,000 a month for the one treatment for the medicine that he was on. And next week, we're going to talk about what are the, the five uh, roots of illness, where they come from, and how we have to discern and how God heals. But as we prayed for Pastor Scott, the Lord gave Janice and I, it was a whole series of things that were related to spiritual curses, and strongholds in his life. And there came a point where the Lord broke those and, and we believed that he was healed. He called me up in the phone and he said, I don't think I need my medicine anymore. And he said, I don't know what to do. And I said, you go talk to your doctor and let's pray about this. Shortly after that, the Lord spoke to his wife and said, you need to quit your job. She was working at the hospital and they were covered by her hospitalization. She said but I've always kept this job so Scott could have medical coverage. And Scott said the Lord spoke to me. You need to quit the job. I don't need the I don't need it anymore. The next month he went without his medicine, went without the treatment. How many of you have seen Scott? He's put on weight. He's doing well. It's like God's given him 20 more years to live. The Lord has restored his health. And I said, and and I'll tell you, when we prayed for him, I said, Lord, we need this guy in Akron. We need him for the kingdom of God. You need to heal him. By the way, that's one of the roots of healing. Curses and spiritual strongholds. And we'll talk about that. Sometimes the the sickness of our soul is related to the sickness of our bodies. Okay? But he went to the doctor and the doctor said, you don't need this medicine anymore. So what I've got to tell you, is if you have a doctor that really is working against your faith, find a good doctor. That's okay. Lots of good doctors out there that know they're not God. And they'll affirm your faith in God. But there's also a time to take a step by faith and see the Lord do what he's going to do. And that's an exciting thing. Can we just bow our heads for a moment? I'm going to stop here and we'll pick up on this next week. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we've heard a lot of testimony today about how you heal, how you restore, how you reveal yourself to us. And Lord, I want to thank you for the way that you're at work in our community, not just in this church, but in churches all over this area. There's a stirring of your Holy Spirit in our midst. Lord, I believe that today you want to touch people here that have been crying out to you that need to be healed.